Alexa, play the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Playing Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, TM, from iHeartRadio. People, what's happening? What up with it? What you know good and what it do? We'd like to thank you for tuning in and spending your time with us. You're listening to Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative, the most entertaining, the baddest podcast in the land. We're hitting you with the dopest topics, the rawest opinion, while giving you straight up facts. That's right, no fake news here. I'm Jewel St. James. I'm Dare Press. I'm Novak. We're giving sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's pod, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the best non-touristy places to visit in Chicago. Fellas, what's poppin'? Man, doing good over here, Jules. How you doing, man? What's up, Novak? Doing pretty good. What about you? Man, you know, just another week here in uh, the pandemic land. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to change the name of the pandemic. I'm tired of that word right now. We need something what, cool. What you want to call it? <laughs> Time out or something like that. <laughs> Shit. Man, Man, we're I, backwards I, with this thing, ain't we? Well, you know why? It's because people are people out here doing stupid shit, man. You know what? Because think about what happened in the other countries, like Italy and all them countries that got hit hard with that stuff. They chilling. They telling Americans, you can't come over here because they like y'all can't keep y'all shit together over there. Is man, jeez. So what is it? Is it wear a mask? Don't wear a mask? What? What's the rule here? Definitely wear a mask. All right. And wash your damn hands. Like uh, Novak said on some up previous episodes, wash your ass, do wash everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bacterial soap. Do what you got to do right now. I mean, the, the problem is these, you know, not to sound, you know, we probably got Southern listeners. These Southern states just don't understand the importance of wearing a mask. I think it's going to come down to retailers and, you know, restaurant owners and stuff like that, and franchise owners that, that enforce this mask situation because our country's not going to enforce it. So our president's not going to enforce it right now. So it's got to come from the people that are taking the revenue at this point to dictate how we're going to behave. No, you, you're definitely right about that. And uh, for our listeners out there in those southern states, do better. Please do better. <laughs> um, so one thing that I wanted to, to, to hit on before we get into our episode here, I wanted to uh, give a shout out to John Lewis, rest in peace, uh, civil rights uh, activist yes. and figure. Man, great man. Yes, icon, man. I agree. I mean, we lost two icons this week. Yeah, we actually, yeah, we did. It's yeah. been a tough week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that being said, uh, guys, let's get into the episode. Let's let's talk uh, some some current events before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode here, man. I wanted to get into this NBA bubble with you guys again. There's been a lot of like just ridiculous stuff that's been coming out of this thing. Um, mm. We got fucking millionaires that are complaining about food and the size of rooms and shit. Like, what are we talking about? You guys, you claim that you come from the inner city and you come from all these impoverished neighborhoods, but you can't be in a fucking Disney hotel where people are catering to you? The fuck out of here. Mm. What are you guys thinking about Mm. that? I wish I had their life. (laughs) Right? I mean, Rondo Rondo over here comparing that one Disney hotel to a Motel 6. I was like, bro, you sound so far removed from... (laughs) <laughs> the life that you claimed you had at one point. Well, you, you know, it's, it's that it's that whole entitlement thing with them right now. They, you know, they're out of touch in terms of like what's normal and what's acceptable. Like, you know, there I saw a video where somebody was outside of uh, I think Chris Paul's suite talking about he got golden handles on his doors, and I don't. <laughs> and I was like, you're the twelfth man on the roster. You like to get. <laughs> You like get the room out of the bathroom. I don't want to hear you complaining about it. I mean, you know, and they're talking about LeBron has a whole villa. 
And I'm like, oh, he, he probably does, you know, in that situation. But, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, the players are upset because there's a cash system inside the bubble. And certain players got better accommodations. Some people lead, I hear lead the bubble at will. So there's a lot of special accommodations going on, you know, for people that are higher up the food chain in the NBA. Well, I mean, but that's how it works. I mean, think about us in corporate. When I go to those conferences, I'm not expecting that I'm going to get the same room as the CEO of, of our company, right? It's just that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so, – so, so, you know, you got to deal with it, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and it's not a bad thing to deal with, right? I mean, you, I, in, the, you in this – the 10 star suite, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to stuff look. I ain't never been there. But you're getting, like you said, you guys, you're getting catered 24 7. Right. Anything you want. That's right. Because I, mean, I was anything. even, I so, was listening to one of the Disney executives. He was saying they've taken requests from these guys once they arrived and say, hey, if there's anything you guys need us to order, just let us know. They've been ordering all kind of shit for these dudes. Man, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, you know, they, they got personal shoppers. They got people that go into because uh, you know if you ever go to Disney, they got that you know the strip mall and outlet malls in that area. Yep. There are people going out to Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Prada and bringing them back high end goods. And they're basically, I heard Disney even cost a lot of those a lot of those pickups. Oh yeah, Disney's picking up the 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 the, 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 the expense for that stuff. I like Ooh. Pat Bev's uh I like Pat Bev's uh, whole uh, motto with that. He said the bubble's what you make it. Now this is a guy that's from the West Side. You know, Novak he'll definitely you know. Give me some, you know, some, uh, you know, follow back on this. But his mentality is just like, look, I'm going to go do what I got to do. I came here to win the championship. If I got to sit here in this hotel room or if I have to be stuck on this campus, I'm going to do what I got to do. It is what it is. And I think the more of these guys should be like that. Yeah, he's been taking late night walks around Disney. You know, he's been filming them just walking around. He's saying that he has not seen one, one superstar or any person who's supposed to be at the higher edge line out there taking late night walks. I mean, he's walking, he's hanging out, he's making the best of it. He said they act like it's jail. He said that they've been sentenced to do time for something. And, uh, you know, like like, like Montrez Hero, I think, has left the bubble, you know. Yeah, he claimed, he, he, claimed he had a family matter. Oh, they all Zion. claim the family matters. That's yeah, Zion left uh, a couple days yeah, ago. Zion left, yeah. Yeah, he left. And, and they claim that he's coming back at a later date. I'm like, a later date, like, not at all. Not at all. Well, he, if so, he got to quarantine himself and get tested and stuff. Yep. You know, I think I, I. You know what? It's bittersweet because, like you guys said, they're used to their big mansions and homes and stuff like that. Stuff like they going and come as they please. I think this right here, like like you said, prayers, man. It kind of it bring you back to it. Kind of bring you back to civilization. Like, man, okay, I remember when I was coming up through the through the through the years and stuff, and my house was no bigger than this or apartment or whatever. And and it kind of brings you back, and we kind of reflect to. To man, you know what? This is where I came from. You know, if somebody wants to, if one of these athletes wants to look at it like that, uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's a good thing. Like, like you meant, like you said that you you look at this and you take it, you make it to what what it, what you want it to be. You know, you go out late late night walks and stuff, and you get to hang out and do things and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I think more people should should take that mind approach. You know. And you know what Giannis even said too. He said he looked at the suite that he has there on that resort, and he said this is bigger than the apartment that I grew up in with my four brothers. So mm. that's somebody to get to. Wow, oh, that's nice in the right. house he is in, in Milwaukee. <laughs> so, ouch, I mean, yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, because he, he no Novak very... Novak continues with his slander of Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Milwaukee. I've been up there for a while. You know, and I, I know what it's like on the other side of the lake. <laughs> so, 
So I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, he um, he's not fully invested in staying there. That's a whole nother podcast conversation. I think he's looking for a way out. He's just upset that people keep saying he's going to leave. He's having a little bit of KD anxiety right now because he's going to leave. If he stays, they have to go out and get another superstar. There is no superstar in the NBA moving to Milwaukee. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. They're going. The only way Milwaukee's going to get a star is if they draft one or if they make a trade. And I and I see Giannis. Mm. I know I know Novak. He thinks he's going to uh, Golden State. I see him going down there to Miami. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's Butler land right now for a while. Like, Butler, shit, you know. he'll be moving his ass over. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you heard, you heard oh, about Jimmy. Be moving him over. Hey, not the way Jimmy yelling in the hotel working out. It's <laughs> sweet. He turned his suite into a workout center. Yeah, and they and they snitched on his ass too. Chris Paul was at it again. Yeah, they thought, oh, he, they, thought he had, they thought he had a, a lady in the suite. He was in there yelling. So they went in there, he was lifting weights. They said he was lifting weights and dribbling basketball off the wall and shit. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> oh, no. oh, no, bro. Come yeah. on, bro. No, <laughs> He's doing the penile basketball system in there. He's like, he working out. He was jumping off his bed, doing calf races. <laughs> Jimmy, something else. But you know what? That's this yeah, hotline. Jimmy. They they got him. They got uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, Dwight Howard, they got. Yeah, they they caught him not wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, God. Shame on you, Dwight. You know what he was Shame doing? Shame on you. He's out there. <laughs> What's the warrior's name? <laughs> no, back, stop it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, why, that's why I didn't put the other letters in front of you. Uh-huh. Yep. And then what, what, didn't somebody get caught leaving to go pick up some food or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah then, uh, uh, Bruno. Rich Home. Rich Home. Oh, yeah, Bruno. from the, from the yeah, Kings. Rich Holmes. Yeah. From Holmes. Yeah. Yep. He, crossed that, he crossed that line. He tried to go to Denny's. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know that Denny's. He tried to go to that Denny's down there. Oh, well, then, yeah. They say he ordered some, uh, some Grubhub or some DoorDash or something. I'm like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, like, man. dude, you yeah. got food there at your at your at your disposal, man. And, they, and I think they even said that the food options are gonna expand for these guys once they get out of the quarantine part of the bubble. But they're getting lobster and steak out here every day. And besides the cookies and everything else, basically, they put cookies and stuff in their room, and they got upset. It was at JR's. I got a pop tart in my room. I'm yeah, like, I act like you ain't never eat one, eat one of those before JR. I, you know, you drink Henny, so anything is right. a step up from Hennessy at this point. Listen, Jr. should be glad that they let his ass back in the fucking NBA. So right? He needs to, yeah, he needs right. to sit down. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be. Yeah, right. He needs to be thankful he playing. Right. Right. Yeah, we've been talking a lot of trash. Yeah, yes. Damn, but you know, another thing, fellas, that they're not talking about. What's up with uh, those three Clipper players that haven't even reported to the bubble yet? So you got, uh, uh, who, you got uh, Marcus Morris, uh, Zubach, and uh, uh, Landry Shamit. They haven't even uh, reported. And they asked Doc about it. Doc didn't have any explanation. Those three don't make a big difference. Not really. They gonna, it's not going to hurt what they got right now in Clipperland, to be honest with you. I mean. But you know what? That Marcus Morris, though, I like what he brings to the table because, you know, as far as this, the, the intangibles, because you need a little bit of that nasty. Uh, and I'm sure he'll show up, but it's just interesting that they haven't shown up yet and the coach doesn't even know what's up with those guys. Well, you know, the other Morris brothers have showed up. You know, they probably living together again. You know, you know, they do everything together. So if one doesn't show up, the other one's not going to show up. Yeah, so. But you know what? The, the Lakers said that they expect him to report next week, early next week. So they've you know, been in contact with him. They expect. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's interesting. So, I mean, you guys both bring up some really good points and just about the, these guys just need to remember why they're there, right? They're there to, mm-hmm. to play ball. And this is what they wanted because I've been against this. I didn't think it was a good idea. And I don't think that this thing is going to even last to its fruition. But guess what? Make the most of it. 
You guys are part of history if this thing is successful in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think that these guys are going to have to realize who they are, where they come from, and don't come off like some damn entitled fucking little bitches. Like, you, like, like Novak said, you're getting steak and lobster. You complaining. Man, I was somebody, out steak and lobster every night. Every dude, night? Dude, somebody oh, put – Put, put me in a resort for three months and I ain't got to worry about nobody fucking yeah. with me. Come on, man. I'll yeah, take that shit. Like, I wish somebody would lock me up at Disney right now. <laughs> you know, seriously, it's like, oh, you got to go stay at Disney for the next month. I'm like, where, where are we going? You know, it's better. It's be- you know, I love Chicago. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay that right now. But you send, me somewhere, you send me somewhere that's nice, hot, and sunny and nobody knows my name, I'm going to do a dance of joy right now because it's mm-hmm. like... You know, what we got going on right now outside the bubble is ridiculous. I, I want to go in the bubble. <laughs> so what can I get in there? That's the way I look at it. No, man. You hit the, the nail on the head. Like, us, people that is working every day, man, we over here like, shit, sign us up for that. Okay, fine. I got to take mm-hmm. a test. <laughs> okay, cool. Swap. Let's right. go. <laughs> right. <laughs> what it I got to do? What test? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people talking about it tickles. I'm like, you want to die? Put this swab in. <laughs> right. I'm like, you've done a lot worse than a slight tickle, my guy. You know, some people should not complain about the size that swab. <laughs> he said done a lot worse than Just saying. Oh, <laughs> but the, 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 we'll see what happens with this NBA stuff, man. And I mean, they're, they're, they're on the way back. And so speaking of another sport that's uh, ramping up as we got the NFL, they had training camp that's approaching. Did you guys take a look at that uh, that prototype helmet that they, they want to roll out for the upcoming season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I would like to know how it, you know, you got the extra, you know, stuff on there. I know what, you know, the NFL, they're trying to protect the uh, the players and stuff like that, which rightfully, you know, hey, we need to protect our players. Cool. But, like, I want to know how it does it add any extra weight or is the is the lens going to fog up or something, you know. Well, that's I'm pretty the sure they, they're going to try it out, though. Yeah, they're going to try it out during training camp. But you bring up a good point because even the, the players that wear those visors, you ever see mm-hmm. them when they come to the sideline, they're always with a towel basically going in there and yeah. getting the moisture yep. out, right? And yep. so I think anything like that is going to be an irritant because you already heard J.J. Watt. He's already come out and said, I'm not wearing that shit. So he said, if, if that's what they're going to have us wearing, he said, don't expect to see me out there this season. Oh. Well, that's him anyway. His knees are always messed up. <laughs> <laughs> J.J. is always hurt. So. Jesus Christ. Hey, but you know what? But you know what though? But he'll always come back and play hero in the second half of the season. Like remember when he came back in that playoff game? <laughs> yeah, pumping up like Hulk Hogan out there. You know? Oh my god, oh, man! man. He you can't worry about seeing him anyway. <laughs> yeah, I like JJ, but he is so dramatic when he comes back from injury. Oh boy, he's like a WWE character to mm-hmm. me. Hit that real American, hit a real American hero playing the background. He storms on the field. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, you know, he do bring a good point there, Novak. He need to worry about being healthy to, 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 to play a healthy season. You might not see yeah, the helmet, so. Yeah, when, when the last time he played a full 16? It's been a couple seasons, right? I can't even tell you. Before he got married. <laughs> mm. well, she plays all her seasons. Oh, I know. Strong. I see. He's doing, what he doing? He he doing the, uh, with his brothers and stuff. With, with a little, he like, got a little game show, don't he? Oh, I, I saw something like that. Yeah, yeah, they do him and TJ. They got some sort of show going on. Oh, yeah, good. like a tag, like a tag it, a it game or something like that. Oh something. yeah, it's pretty lame. It's up there with the Stephen Curry show. Oh, so you don't like Holy Moly? 
Holy no. <laughs> holy no. Did you just say holy no? Yeah. <laughs> holy no. <laughs> that oh, is the cheesiest show ever. It's like, no offense, Steph, but you know, watching Steph play miniature golf and do all this weirdness on the show. And I'm just like, you know, you see the, you see the family all ecstatic and their eyes are big. I'm like, stop it. You guys don't even believe mm. in this. Yeah, that's that's some of that ABC Disney crap. Oh, man. <laughs> it's pretty bad. What well, So with the helmet, I mean, the, the thing is, like, I was just thinking of back to back in the days when, when I played. I wonder, like, if these guys are going to be able to have vision in these helmets and also be able to breathe mm-hmm. properly through them. I, that's just a lot of things that we're thinking about. And even uh, to get even personal, also I'm claustrophobic. So I couldn't even imagine not mm-hmm. only having that helmet on, but then now having that face shield and also that mouth mm-hmm. shield there, too. There's a lot of things I don't think that the NFL is thinking about. They really need to prioritize, I think, player safety and health over trying to have a season because I just don't see how football is going to be able to come back. Because uh, you got to think about it. This sport, I think it has the greatest risk to spread. I don't know what you guys think, but this is just a lot of contact in football. It, it does. That in basketball. Because you think about it, this is skin-on-skin contact. This is sweating. Mm-hmm. This is spitting. Imagine somebody spits with that, that face mask on. You know, everybody spits in sports. You know, at some right. point. And then also, you know, the smell probably coming from some of these masks is going to be terrible. You know, a lot of people don't take, you know, you know, dental hygiene is not a big thing for some people. And so, you know, I can imagine what the smell inside that helmet is going to be like. You know, wearing it and with, the, with a mouth guard in too as well. Jesus, that's got to really suck. Yeah, that's, wow. that's, that's, that's going to be interesting, man. <laughs> Real interesting. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't see how the season's going to come back, man, for the NFL. And I was telling Novak uh, earlier, um, I actually deferred my season tickets for the Bears for the 2021 season just because I just don't really see how it's going to come back, and I didn't want to be out there anyway and all that. Oh, really? Man, let yeah. me get them things, man. Let me get them, man. Uh, 2021, we could talk. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. But I know uh, they say, you know, as far as, you know, there's no mandate for the players to wear this thing. So I guess it's, I, I want to say it's optional, maybe. Maybe see, they don't have to wear. But see, there's probably no mandate now, but you, you got to <laughs> understand, I bet it's it's going to come down the pipe, so they're going to force these guys to do it. Mm. The NFL's got a way of saying it's not mandatory, but making it mandatory. Well, I we, mean, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be real hot out there, that mask on. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, guys, think about this, uh, and, and I think back to, you know, the football days, man, those training camps and those two-a-days, being in there in that heat, I mean, dude, you talk about guys with attitudes. I mean, the, the, the calmest and coolest guy, you get him out there in that 100-degree heat, and he's hitting and, and, and being out there, you go, you're going to have some people, there's going to be some pissed-off people wearing these helmets. It's not going to be a good mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about, yeah. you talking about people uh, arguing, fighting, boy. That heat already make you mad, and you're over there trying to battle for position and, and spots and stuff like that. Dude, I, I I get mad now. Walking to the car and I sweat down my back, and I'm like, I'm just <laughs> mad at everybody. <laughs> or or you sit on you sit in the car and you get out of the car and you got that stain. You're like, damn it. Especially if you got leather seats. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first person I make contact with on the street, I'm just mad at them for no goddamn reason. I'm like, you know what? I hate you. <laughs> so, hey. It's just crazy out here. Well, man, the other thing, man, I was going to want to talk to you guys about real quick was the the Hamilton on Disney Plus. 
I know my, my brother Novak's got a lot of uh, things that he want to say about this one. He's like the biggest Hamilton fan I ever met in my life. You know what? It's a place oh, for you. Oh, like, you like Hamilton, um, <laughs> no, Novak? No, no it's, Man, a special, it's a special place for prayers about that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. The problem with Hamilton is it's so goddamn overrated. You know, I've, I've seen it in New York City. You know, I went out there. I, sp- I gave my soul up, you know, to Broadway. You know, you, you spend a minute, you know, you have to find a hotel nearby. You spend a lot to stay in that hotel. You get into a theater it's the size of a bathroom, and then they come on stage, and then they sing for about three hours, a little bit, a little bit under three hours. And I walked out of there, like, and I went to a Knicks game after that just to make myself feel better. <laughs> you know? And, and you know what, Novak? Novak, how tall are you? I'm like 6'3". So, okay, so they made those stadiums for people that were probably what, about five six back then. <laughs> so five six. Know. Your knees are in somebody else's back while you're sitting there, and if you stand up, you knee them in the throat. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how. You know, the theaters are really tight. You know, like uh, especially in the NYC, because you know you're talking Broadway theaters are tiny. You know, there's nothing like what you see on TV. And they show you the stage. That's the biggest part of the theater, the stage. Um, yeah. I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of the songs. You know, I used to hear them in my car and just want to just go crazy in the car. Like, turn that off. I don't want to hear, I don't want to miss my shot. I don't <laughs> want to hear, I you know, I don't want to hear my name is Hamilton. You know, it's just like, it's just the opening song pisses me off. And that means I'm about to get screwed for two hours. That's yeah, what I look oh, at it. Man. When you when you hear that song, you know you fucked up because you just spent a shit ton of money. Yeah, Alexander Hamilton. You're like, no, no, no. We're not, we're not going there today. Yo, I got a lot of memorabilia in my house, unfortunately, from Hamilton. A lot of memorabilia. You know, stuff I didn't buy, but it's in my house. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I got vinyl. I got play. I got playbills. I got, you know, souvenir guys, you know, Lin-Manuel signed. There's all types of crap going on. And I look at this stuff, and I go, like, man, he's a man just like I am. He, he, he actually stole the rhythm from most hip-hop songs for that whole play. I mean, you know. It's the, the Ten Crack Commandments, he made it into the, you know, he changed the Ten Crack Commandments for Hamilton. He changed, uh, oh, man, it's a, it's a lot of hip-hop in that bass. You know, you hear it. You just be like, oh, my God. He took he took the hip-hop culture, turned it to a play, and, and the other side of America, the upper up, up, up echelon of America basically embraced it as, oh, this is fantastic. I didn't know actors could rap and sing. I'm like, have you not been watching hip-hop the last 20 years? Yeah, or no just, sh- no or shit. just, uh, just African Americans in general. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, we're very talented. We can, we can make a song about sweeping the room, and that's what Hamilton's like to me, basically. It's but like making a song about anything. But that's why we got to preserve the culture because you see, this cat came in and basically took hip hop, and he's a billionaire from it, you know. And that's that's a silver lining for all of our uh, creators out there, man. We got to take our our heritage, and we got to actually do stuff with it. The one thing I was going to say about this, Disney was smart, though, in the way that they released this, because mm-hmm. you know the way that their system works. They do like those uh, free trials and whatnot. They don't allow people to do that when it comes to this Hamilton shit. So they want basically to make sure that they secure a paid subscription for you in mm-hmm. order for you to be able to watch this Hamilton movie that they put out there. But you know what happened on that press? Everybody started texting the night before it came out. I was getting texts. What's your login? What's your login? I mean... <laughs> I mean that log, that Disney Plus login saw no light until this happened. You know, you all you Mandalorian people, y'all full of shit. The Mandalorian is okay, but there's no reason to have Disney Plus. No. You know, ba- Baby Yoda is okay. It's overrated. You know, Disney Plus to me, but Netflix still is the king of screaming. 
And uh, HBO came on the scene and basically, I want to say bummed because there were, you're still waiting for Zack Snyder's, uh, super, you know, Zack Snyder's Superman. And you're waiting for mm-hmm. different, you know, different versions of uh, Batman and stuff to release. But nobody yeah. cares at this point. No, nah, they, they, they tried to launch with that, with that Russell Simmons doc. And I'm like, okay, what yeah. else you got? What else you got? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Hamilton, yeah, it, it was, it was a, it was a phenomenon again in, in the household because people that couldn't see it actually got to see it, and now they got more fans. And now I'm, and I'm hearing they talking about doing a Hamilton too. I'm like, there's no more to his life. You know, he died at the end of the play. I'm just telling everybody right now, he dies. <laughs> so, thank you, thank you, Novak, for yeah. I haven't seen it, but I was never going to yeah. see it, so it's yeah. all right. Yeah, you ain't missing nothing, man. I, you know what? You can. I'll, I'll send you the songs, man. That's 45 no, songs. No, 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 no. No, I'm all right. <laughs> the, the one thing I'll I'm tell okay. you, though, is uh, from that original cast, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., I thought he was the real star of that damn shit anyway. Like, Miranda, he basically tried to make himself the star by being Hamilton, but I was like, no, that's Leslie. Yeah, Leslie's a star of that shit, man. That motherfucker yeah. was cold. I mean, it's, it's Leslie. Leslie was awesome. Leslie was awesome in there, basically. Uh, I like uh, I, I, I like I like the other guy. I think his name um, right now. The one with the curly hair. Um, he was. I know really you're good. talking about. I don't know his name. He was, yeah. he was, he was really good in person. Um, you know, it, 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 I say with Hamilton, it, it comes it comes down to like why you want to go see it in that situation, or why you want to experience it. It's still nothing like seeing it live, opposed to what Disney did. I mean, there was a uh, no Dave. You know, Dave pretty much was awesome. He played two characters in the, in, the, in the play, and it confused me for a little bit because you know he kept flipping between characters. Right. Lafayette, yep. you know he can't. He, he probably the most exciting. The most exciting scenes when he introduced himself as Lafayette. Now that was pretty tight. But other than that, I mean, Lin Manuel did a pretty decent job putting it together. I think Leslie Odom was a star. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, he was. And you know, it was cute how he uh, incorporated hip hop into the to the story. The only thing I'll just say is I've always was kind of slightly uncomfortable with the way that they uh, portrayed the Americans' founding fathers. Because I mean, you got to think about it that that sh- that play and story didn't really address uh, the issue of slavery, um, and a lot of that they tried to just basically dance around it and try to get you to forget about it by having Hamilton rapping and shit. Well, there's a lot of questions about Hamilton's you know lineage. About you know was he really you know you know what was in his background you know that's a whole nother podcast we need to do some more I need to do some more research on you know truly if Hamilton is everything we thought he was you know that's yeah. the biggest story behind that exactly because in in that in that story you know he had a lot of uh, anti-slavery beliefs but yeah mm-hmm. I think we definitely can chat about that once we've kind of dug and pulled back the curtain a little bit more on Hamilton well fellas man let's get into our our episode man. Uh, we have our best non-touristy places in uh, Chicago. Who wants to kick it off and go first with their number five choice? Uh, my number five. Yeah, go ahead, Nobe. Yeah, my number five is the Wiener Circle. And, <laughs> and the reason I picked the Wiener Circle is because I spent a lot of time in college there buying bad food, getting cussed out. I mean, it's like it's one of those places you got to go to in Chicago just to get the attitude of the city. And some people might say it doesn't represent the city. Well, oh, it does. It represents us truly well as Chicagoans. You know, we'll talk a lot of, you know, we'll talk a lot of trash. We'll, you know, we'll get a lot of things, uh, a lot of things said. The food is okay. They got the char, they got the char grilled hot dog, the char, the char grilled uh, burger. It's a good place to sit outside on those four benches and just hear people just get cussed out. 
I mean, the winner's circle is just uh, – it's a place you got to go to see. You got you to gotta experience it. I mean, it's up there with Dick's Last Resort, if you've ever been there. That's a Chicago staple. Dick's Last Resort is a place you go to get insulted. And they sing songs about you. The guy wears a condom on his head. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> so, man. So, remember, I mean, you yeah. remember Ed DeBevick? They was like that, too. Yeah, they're coming back. They're coming back. So. Yeah. 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 You know, we had a lot of places that if you don't tell somebody to go there, you might get a fight, might break out. Because, you, you know, I took somebody to Winter Circle one time. I won't say his name on this podcast. He went there, and I didn't tell him that they're rude on purpose. He threw the fries back at him. And they wanted nah. to fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might. Yeah, I think with some people, you might they might get a heads up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what makes it so entertaining, though. If you don't tell them and you get them out there and they flip out, <laughs> it is funny to see. But you got to stop before they get their case. Or, or if you mm. take one, or if you take one of your friends that you know that that person will pop off. That's always good to kind of watch that too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, mm-hmm. I don't know. Make sure yeah. they ain't, make sure they ain't packing now. <laughs> them, them ladies get you good, man. I was doing with that same person. They called him ugly and told him he was dark and we can't see him. He need to get off. He need to get off our grill. <laughs> I'm like, wow, dang. That this would be a good place to take a certain monster. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. No, no, take a man. No, don't t- don't no. tell nobody. Yeah, you said no. no. <laughs> I pay to see that. When y'all want to? When y'all want to take a man? I got I got fifty on that. Oh man. And them ladies are brutal, man. Ooh-wee. Oh, man. They talk about your shoes. They talk about your body. Ooh, it's terrible. Don't go there if you don't like criticism. Or if you mm. wear bad or if you wear bad shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Put some bleach on them before you do it. <laughs> hey. What you got, Jules? Yeah. All right. So my number so my number five is uh the International Museum of Surgical Science. I don't know if you guys been there. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been there. That's that's. I'm surprised. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What's up, yeah, man? It's pretty, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know that's what I'm saying? Well, my... <laughs> <laughs> it's located off 1524 North Lakeshore Drive. Uh, open from pretty much 9:30 to 5 every day of the week. Uh, it's the it's North America only museum devoted to surgi- uh, surgically uh, old. Uh, science you know uh before you had anesthetics and stuff like that so you had different type of surgical devices doctors and stuff used to use back in the days and they display all that stuff there so i thought that was pretty pretty interesting you know it's uh like it's, it's like shaped like an old mansion ten thousand square feet you know you know public galleries committed to the history of the surgery and exquisite you know collections and stuff like that arts and artifacts uh, you know, history of, of different type of medicine, medication and stuff. So I thought it was pretty, 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 pretty impressive. Uh, is it open right now or is it still basically closed just because everything uh, is You know what? On? Because of COVID, I believe it's closed. I have to double check, you know. Okay. Find out. But that's that's a good spot right there, man. That's a good call out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I give all, all credit to the, uh, to the missus, you know, she a science major and stuff like that. So. So she she yeah, dragged she, you, so she she dragged you out. Oh yeah, but it was it was it was cool, man. It was dope. <laughs> no, nah, take notes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, my number five. Uh, I'm I'm basically uh, stealing your thunder. Novak was also Wiener Circle. Um, 
this place, just like what Novak mentioned, it's like a staple from when I was in college, coming back home from school. I think the first time I went here was back in 98. And I didn't even know what the hell was going on when I was in there because I was half freaking uh, lit up myself. And I'm looking at people just getting treated. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, they got girls behind the counter telling dudes that do all kind of shit to their body parts. I'm like, what in the hell is this? But um, the food was decent, though. Um, I'm not a hot dog fan or anything like that, but the burger and the cheese fries was on point. Um, and I've actually just gone back over the years just because it's just great people watching in there. So it's really, uh, really fun. Uh the address is 2622 North Clark Street for any of our listeners, uh, especially people that are coming to visit, you know, Chicago in the future. Um, they're, they're currently not um, open in their dining area, but you can do pickup and delivery only right now. But, I mean, this place is classic. Um, it's, it's a staple uh, for the drunk crowd from Lakeview and uh, Lincoln Park areas. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but they used to have a, a, a reality show on True TV for the Wiener Circle. I think they had like about six or eight episodes for it. It was kind of funny, trash as hell, but it was yeah. funny though. It was up there. It was up there at the other show they used to do the uh, the car repossessions. Yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, oh my uh, god, they they used to have some good pawn uh, pawn uh, store shows on that True TV too. Remember the one uh, the one that's in the South Loop? They had their own show. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, <laughs> so they were buying everything off the street. Man, yeah, it was crazy. But this uh, so the Wiener Circle uh, they're open until five a.m. Um, and the one thing, like uh, Novak mentioned, uh, this is not the place for people that are like a little sensitive. Uh, so soft people out there, uh, sit this one out uh, because uh, this one's only for the brave. But it's all a good fun, <laughs> you know. So I just kind of feel like it's uh, really awesome to witness this. And if you like, you know, some late night of uh, some late night food after you've been drinking all night, head over to the window circle. What you got for number four? My number four, I'm gonna I'm gonna name a whole neighborhood. That's a, that basically is not touristy. I'm going to go with Wicker Park. The reason I picked Wicker Park is I spent so much time in Wicker Park. You know, it's, it's nearby my home. You know, pretty much I go there. You got record shops. You got restaurants. You got just strange people walking around. I mean, Wicker Park, is like, that'd be like uh, in Chicago land area. That's pretty much like that, that North Milwaukee Avenue area. It goes all the way. It goes all the way to Western. And it stops at, uh, you can take it all the way as far as, you know, you can even go as far as Ashland in that situation. So, you know, there, there's shops everywhere. There's people shopping. You know, you got the records. You got the food. You got Big Star Taco over there. You got uh, La Cologne Coffee, which is, you know, yes, acquired taste on the coffee front. You know, I didn't, you know, you also have uh, uh, that area. You got, you got like a lot of uh, Airbnbs. So a lot of people come into town to Airbnbs in that area because there's a lot of rental spaces in there. And a lot of people buy those areas. So they basically, they buy the, they buy the buildings and property in that area so they can re-rent those places out. You got uh, nightlife over there. You got Double Door. You got Sub T. You just have Cinnabar over there. So that whole area was just, just what it was. It was it's, it's still live. There's a lot going on. You know, great tacos, great coffee, good music over there. You know, like I, I'm a vinyl, I'm a vinyl collector, and the, the vinyl circuit over there is is incredible. You know, you got Sugar Records you, over there. You got Reckless on that same street on Milwaukee Avenue. You got the Adidas store. You got Levi. You got, I mean, it's just, it, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's an area of Chicago that pretty much has everything going on. And don't forget, Small Cheval is over there. Not yep. big, not not, not Osh- big, not, not, Osh- not big. Not <laughs> ball, but small ball. Still get you big though if you eat too much of it. 
And then you also got the Cabana Club over there. I don't know if you guys have been there. The Cabana Club is really cool. They got, yep. you know, you can do margaritas outside. You know, they got a shuffleboard there. There's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot going on over there. And oh. also got a lot of great sushi spots. Uh, Yoke, the Yoke Test Kitchen's over there. You know, if you're, if you're into breakfast food, Yoke, Yoke does a lot of test uh, test breakfast items over there. Really good prices. Uh, Angry Crab, I go there a lot, and let's not forget about Devil mm. Dogs. I don't know if you've ever been there, Prez, or, or, or yeah. Jules. Devil I've Dogs been, is over there. I've been to that one in Winter Park, and in the one that, there used to be one in the South Loop, but I think it got closed uh, during uh, COVID. Right. And uh, one, one other two jewels I'll share before I jump off is if you want to try some some uh, authentic Italian pizza, uh, Buncey Pizzeria is over there. They cut the piece of they cut the piece of Ashley with scissors. <laughs> so the first time I went in there, oh, I was really? like, you want to use a knife? He's like, no, I'm gonna use these scissors. I'm like, what? So the guy took the scissors and cut the cut me a square of piece. And I looked at him like, really? This is what we're doing right now? But the piece of <laughs> yeah, but you know, but the piece was so good. I didn't care that he just used a pair of scissors that were sitting on mm. the counter, not sanitized. Well, I take it back, baby yeah, watched right. it. <laughs> Shout out to Bunsey on that one, but, you know, but I was really worried about where those scissors came from. I mean, he basically cut me a slice of pizza. The pizza was awesome. I mean, it was pretty good. And then the other, the other jewelers, uh, you got the Emporium Arcade over there. It's like an arcade slash bar. It's oh, yeah. New, it's a new thing going on right now where you can actually sit at a bar, play NBA Jam, play Pac-Man, have a drink, hang out with your friends. Well, not now during the pandemic, but you can at least get the idea of what it's like when the world is normal. And uh, oh, it's, just, it's just it's just a really cool neighborhood to hang out in. You know, I I do a lot of shopping over there. You know, a lot of vinyl. Uh, I go to big I go uh, I go to Big and Littles over there. <laughs> big and Littles is pretty is pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool neighborhood. And don't uh, forget to uh, Bongo Room for any people that want to have brunch. Uh, that's that's a good spot over there too in Worker Park. Um, mm-hmm. And just one thing I wanted to mention about the spot that you mentioned for the pizza. For any of our listeners, if you haven't checked out our episode on pizza, we did we dedicated a whole um, episode episode seven to Chicago's uh, best pizza spots. So definitely take a listen to that one as well. Jules, what you got for us at number four? All right, Novak, hey man, you came you came with it with that uh, Wick Park area, man. That's pretty dope, man. I, I'm, I'm the type I'm I kind of stay in my lane, man, and don't venture off too much. But I might have to check some of the spots out, man. You made it sound real nice. But my number four, man. I know you guys been there, and that's uh, the DuSable Museum. You know, yes, sir. Uh, man, you know, it. Uh, for ones who don't know, you know, it's a museum dedicated to African-American history, arts, and culture. Its origin, is, you know, come from the uh, Ebony Museum of the Negro History of Arts. You know, and then it began with a couple people. Margaret and Charles has collected and preserved, you know, a mission of Black history and culture and, and education establishment. And throughout the years, uh, they, you know, building and changed the name to Jean Baptist Point Du Sable, you know, you know, taking the father of Chicago. So, you know, that person, he was a, a, fur, and tra- a, a fur trader and first on um, uh, Native American permanent settler in Chicago. So, you know, big hats out to Du Sable, I guess, for being the first residence in Chicago and hats out to Margaret and... Uh, I had it in my notes, Margaret and Charles or uh, Borough for collecting, preserving all these uh, memorabilia and artifacts to preserve and to teach about our history and stuff like that. So that's my number four. It's located, DuSable is located 740 East 56th place. Uh, I, again, due to COVID, I'm pretty sure it's not open, 
But once we get away from all this and stuff, man, definitely go check it out, man. It's real nice. I, I love that spot. Yeah, and, and for any of our listeners, please check that spot out because it, it's dope. It has a lot of uh, history. Um, it's related to uh, the culture and also, too, I mean, they could use the support. So definitely please check them out. Mm-hmm, uh, definitely. Uh, my number four is uh, Gar- Garfield Park Conservatory. So uh, this nice. one for me. Yeah, I love this spot, man. It's, uh, it's, nice. like a little, it's like a little urban treasure on the west side, man. A lot of people, you know, probably pass it by. They don't maybe not uh, go there, but it's one of the largest conservatories actually in the world. So especially during these COVID times, uh, I've spent a lot of time there recently just kind of, you know, walking around and kind of taking in some of the sites there. It's a really good place to go for a walk, and you get to see, like, a lot of uh, scenery and nature and, and things of that nature. And it's free admission. Um, but, you know, listeners, don't be cheap because they do uh, accept uh, donations and they do recommend that you, you know, donate. So um, definitely donate. Um, but parking is free. Uh, go over to that, uh, the lot that's south of the entrance and the, the parking is free over there. Uh, but I'll just say for me, uh, another time I've enjoyed going over to the conservatory is during the holidays. I'm not sure if you guys have peeped, but they, they, they decorate for Christmas and whatnot. So they'll have it all lit up over there. So it's really cool. And, uh, you know, during the summertime, you know, when non-COVID times, you know, they, they have a huge outdoor patio area for people to picnic and they have a ton of uh, park space over there. So it's a really cool spot uh, located 300 North Central and it's open obviously right now. And uh, it's been around since 1907. So any of our listeners, uh, check it out. It's a, it's a spot that you'll, you know, walk away from and you'll say, man, this was really cool. I'm glad I did this. And it was pretty inexpensive. And that was my number four spot. Garfield Park uh, Conservatory. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, man. I remember my wife and I had day night there, man. It's pretty nice just taking in all the uh, the sights and stuff. And, and that's a good choice there. Appreciate you, sir. What you guys got for number three? So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and uh let me go ahead and jump in over right quick. So my number three, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't y'all don't hate me on this one, man, because it's 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 getting it's getting to it, man, because uh, y'all ain't got nothing on what y'all know about them zoo lights from Lincoln Park Zoo every uh, Christmas time. Oh, man, come on, man. What y'all know about them zoo lights? So, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a tradition of ours every, uh, you know, Christmas time and stuff like that. We go check out the lights and, and, and the, animal, uh, the, the zoo the animals, stuff like that, when uh, that time hit. It's free. It, Lincoln Park Zoo is free emissions you get 28 days of it uh um they have different events you have holiday market adult your holiday market you have adult nights and stuff like that holidays and stuff for brew lights and stuff and and it's a pretty good time you just you walk around you they get the Christmas different christmas decoration ornaments and stuff and they get christmas music playing you're out there with your your hot apple cider uh uh, drink or your hot chocolate and stuff and you know food and just go walk around and just enjoy the enjoy the view and and they had different stuff there for the kids it's family oriented of course you have of course free parking you get ice sculpture which was dope guys out there with their chainsaws and stuff and they sc- taking a big brick of ice and making different type of figures and stuff out of it right there in front of your eyes and stuff um of course, I mentioned the holiday drinks and stuff. You have carousels for the kids. You get merry-go-rounds. You get train rides. I mean, it's just a fun, you know, they're shopping and stuff. It's just a fun 
uh, atmosphere to be at, especially at that time of year. Everybody's happy and stuff, enjoying themselves. They outside. Um, now the animals are a lot of animals are not out there. They say screw that. We ain't gonna be out there in this cold. You looking at us? So we ain't <laughs> out there. So so a lot of animals you ain't gonna see. But but you know just be out there with you know amongst the people and stuff like that. Just hanging out with your loved ones and stuff. Man, it's a good time. Like I say, my family, wife and I, we. It's a tradition ours. We go. We've been going for the past seven, eight years now. Yeah, because it, it doesn't. It starts up around November, right? Yeah, like right. after after Thanksgiving, I believe, and then it goes all the way far to maybe the second or third of January. So you have plenty of time. Which which zoo do you guys? Which zoo do you guys like better, Lincoln Park or Brookfield? I like Brookfield better. Uh, the problem with Lincoln Park, you know, you know, when you, you know, I spent a lot of time in that DePaul neighborhood for college and everything. And the thing is, Lincoln Park is, is, it's ridiculous because, uh, you know, Lincoln Park animals, they don't want, they don't want to come out when it ain't cold. So you, <laughs> so you, so you never see animals at Lincoln Park Zoo. Lincoln Park Zoo is about. Well, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're those, right. those animals are so ghetto, man. They don't come out. <laughs> they, they don't, they don't look at you. And then when you see a polar bear, he looks at you like, what you want? I'm like, I come to see you. So it's like, you know, the zebras don't want to run around. Like, you know, I, I, we went there last year before the pandemic. And, uh, man, I mean, we saw we saw a bamboo. This, bam, this, this baboon was so lazy. He took his shit and threw it about two feet in front of him and looked at me. Now, at Brookfield Zoo, they tried to hit you with their shit. Lincoln Park, no, guy, he looked at me, he looked at it, he looked in his hand and just threw it like two feet in front of him and looked at me. That's all I got. And I looked at him like, all right, okay, you carry on, man. So you so you said Lincoln Park is a more is a more ghetto zoo than, than Brookfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I just I just feel like the animals are just entitled. They take after the, the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. They, they have like it's like they look at you like go ahead make a donation, keep me alive. You're like you know what? I want you to do something. I want you to show me why I should be here. <laughs> Come out. Come out. You know, <laughs> the snakes don't move yeah. around. I mean, it's you know Lincoln Park is a real lazy zoo for the animals. They just don't care. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that's why I say you go out there, they ain't, they ain't out there. <laughs> but, man, but it's man, showtime in Brookfield. They tap dance and they trying to get your money and they charge you to get in. That's the crazy thing about it. They charge you to get in, they charge you for parking, the whole nine. The, yeah, the dolphins show see, up at the dolphin show. <laughs> Dang. See, because well, there's, there's free because there's free parking over on the side on the side street over there by by Lincoln Park Zoo. You ain't pay you ain't finding no free parking in Brookfield. Mm-mm. It's like twenty dollars to park there. It's like going to Great America with animals. So I mean, so that's one of my that's one of the main reasons why we go there. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that, man. Just you know, just you just gotta you know you just gotta try to pepper the animals to come out though. Yeah, that's that was a good one, uh, Jules. So that, that's that's real Very cute, man. You so you guys got your tradition. I like that. Yes, sir. Thank you. I like it. I like it. <laughs> what you got, Nova? Yeah, my number three is Water Tower Place. You know, it's located at 835 okay. North Michigan Avenue. It's at the, you know, it's at the, you know, it's, at, it's along the Magnificent Mile. The reason I choose it is because it's not the shopping. It's the people watching there that goes on. I've been there and that, you know, I've been that mall, well, that, that shopping area so many times. I mean, I've seen Usher in there. I've seen, uh, you know, I've I've seen like different celebrities. You know, you see, I've seen Michael Jackson stop in there. I don't know what the hell he bought out of Water Tower, but he was in there. You know, with a hoodie on. I've seen uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Mayweather in there basically a few times. It's a real weird place, you know. Hey, but it's but hey, how'd you know? How'd you know? How'd you know Michael Jackson was there? Oh, they told me. 
Did you oh, try yeah. to get an autograph or something? No, no, that's all you, man. I was gonna get it for you, but no, I didn't try to get the autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I thought man. about it. I was like, man, man. But Juice, was, Juice, Juice got the glove. I know, man. Oh yeah. I was like, man, I want you to see the boy. No, the boy is not mine, but Jules. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> so, so I mean, no, nah, we know it was him because his security guards told us that MJ is here, and I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm like, no, Michael Jackson. I'm like, oh, okay. He was in there. He went to the he went to the call store. I heard to get some shoes, and I'm laughing. I was like, you know, Michael was wearing Versace loafers and everything like that. Why is he wearing the call shoes? But I guess he liked them, so he was in there getting some call shoes. Then he got a smoothie from somewhere in there, and he um, there's a couple of museums like the Harry Carey Museum was in there when he was there. There was another museum that was upstairs. The Chicago Sports Museum is in that building, and he was just walking around like a normal person with like 30 security guards, you know, eating popcorn, being Michael Jackson. So I was like, this is so interesting. We saw Usher there, and he was he went to I saw him in the Dr. Seuss store, which was one of my favorite stores in Warren Tower Place. I like going to Dr. Seuss store because I like the artwork. And, you know, we all grew up on Dr. Seuss, uh, you know, and I like buying, like, I like buying sales from out of that store, you know, basically to collect. So, you know, you got that in there. You got, um, you got the sports memorabilia shop. You could buy, like, you know, legendary jerseys in there. And I'm talking about autograph Michael jersey. They got shoes to autograph. So there's, uh, there's a lot of history there. And then we used to have a movie theater there when we were kids. And I used to go there and watch a lot of movies in War Tower Place because, you know, one, you know, I like the scenery. You know, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I get myself in trouble. I like the scenery. So I'd be in there, <laughs> go see a movie in there, you know. Oh, food, be careful food. now. Yo, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, the food court in there is decent. You know, it, it's a real cool place. I mean, you walk up, you know, you walk up to giant escalators, you got the water fountains, you got uh, food life in there, which is a really good place to go, like for business meetings or if you just you know, take a employee for a review. I just love going to food life, just hang out in there. You know, it's like cafeteria style food with different food options. Uh, parking's expensive. It's better to walk there, to be honest with you, or park somewhere else that's mm. cheaper. And then, you know, you just see a lot of weird people. You see a lot of tourists. You see a lot of locals, a lot of celebrities, everything in that place. So it's, it's a really good place to go to, you know, and it's really, you know, the air conditioning there is awesome. It's freezing in that place, no matter how cold it is or how hot it is outside. It's the same 60 degrees in that place. So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty cool place, but, you know, recently it got under attack because, uh, Teenagers coming in doing snatch and grabs and stuff. So the security is really tense in there right now. But it's a really cool oh. place to see. I also like that Wildberry that's in there on the first level. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty good. And you got the you got the you got the Chinese uh, restaurant in there. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, Bao. You know, that's in there pretty much. They sell the Bao. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've had that before. Yeah, so, the buns. Yeah, buns. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. I was trying not to say the buns, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, you know, Walker Tower Place is a really cool place. I mean, especially like, you know, if you grew up in the city, you get off on the red line or you get off, you know, you take the red line or you get off of Chicago Avenue, you walk up that historic strip straight to the straight to the mall, and it's it's just a really, mm -hmm. really cool environment. That's what's up, man. Yeah, that's a good one, man. For our listeners, definitely check that place out. Uh, obviously, you know, we have some COVID situations here that we're dealing through, but, you know, when things clear up, that'll be a, definitely a great spot for you guys to check yeah. out. Yeah. And bring your money, too. Man, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Bring your money. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. You're gonna feel it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, my number three, and, and I actually uh I didn't follow the rules totally on with this choice. Um uh -oh. this spot I know I know. Sorry guys. This, this spot technically isn't in Chicago, it's in Wilmette. 
but um, I picked the Baha'i Temple. Um, it's a oh. short, it's a short drive out, or you can, you know, take an Uber or Lyft or public transportation to get out there. But this is like another spot that I really enjoy. It's temporarily closed right now due to COVID, um, but um, this spot here in Wilmette is the second Baha'i uh, house of worship that's ever was constructed. And it's actually the oldest surviving one as well. And there's eight of them in the entire world. So for me, like having something that close to where I live is, I think is really awesome. And I definitely think that that's something that I think everybody should at least go visit there once. Um, it's a place where I've gone when I've, you know, had times in life where I'm like, man, I need to figure things out, need to kind of clear my head and get my thoughts right. It's a super peaceful place where you can just go and just kind of be with yourself and be with your thoughts. And the architecture there is, 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 is amazing. Um, so this place right here is just something that I just think that everybody should go check out. Um, I would also say too, um, make sure you visit the uh, Welcome Center. They have like guys there that are very friendly. Uh, they'll basically give you like a whole history on like the, the center and, and, and basically it's stuff that you don't even have to pay for. You know how when you go to a lot of these places, they do like those uh, walking tours and they give you the, the, the headsets and the walkie-talkie and they're like charging you $50 for them to tell you some bullshit story for 10 minutes. Well, mm. at this place, these people sit and talk to you for an hour and just give you the whole breakdown. Very friendly. And you can just tell that they really care about the center and they really care about everything that the uh, temple represents. So that was my number three. This is a really good place. And oh, it's a place that, like I said, has kind of, you know, helped me when I've had some tough times of trying to just clear my head and, you know, get back right with things. It's a good choice. Oh, Real good choice. Tell me the name. What's that name again? Um, yeah, Baha'i Temple. It's in Wilmette. Baha'i. Baha'i Temple. Okay. B-A-H-A-I Temple. Yeah, I got to check that out, man. That sounds real nice, man. Yeah. What you guys got for number two? Oh, that's what's up, man. That's a good choice, man. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, what what you got, Jules? Okay. Oh, okay. So for number two, man, you guys ain't got nothing for this number two, man. I'm gonna come with with something, man. I know y'all. Well, y'all guys are pretty adventurous. I know y'all probably been everywhere in Chicago. But I've been coming this spot and, before and they even and I, <laughs> I've been coming, I've been coming to this spot before they even did any type of development over here, and that's the uh, the river wall. Okay, I, uh, I could dig that. What what part of it? The, the you know the river, the Lower Record Drive, man. Okay. Where, where, well, when I was going there in in, in the earlier days, it was nothing but dirt and gravel and stuff like that. You had a couple. Uh, of high rises, but now it's man, it's a it's a 1.25 miles long path full of constructions and and homes, including they got four districts over there. They got the K district, the Civic, the uh, 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 you know they got the Chicago River, um, you know alongside the Chicago River and stuff like that. Um, it has now it has bars. It has they have different high rises. They have boat tours. They got uh, O'Briens and 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 different spots you can just hang out. You can do some kayaking out there if you want. I I wouldn't do it, but you know if you like that stuff, you can do kayaking. Man, it's a good spot to uh, it's a good spot just to go out and like you say, just hang out with you you know your wife or your husband or your girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever. Your you know the boys or your girls. You you know 
it, anybody can go there. Um, there is a time limit, you know, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. But when I was going out there, it was past 11 p.m. And we were just out there just hanging out and just, just kicking it. Being so, a hooligan. Just being hooligans, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? So, it was, to for me, it was my number two because as I grow up, I watched that grow up from where you just had a couple things to now where it was at today. You got this water fountain, you got sculptures and stuff out there. And it's just amazing to see how just time just go on and things get it get better and stuff like that and you just look at it and you just remember like wow i remember when this thing it wasn't it wasn't like this and and, and you know what i'm saying and now look at it so yeah so that's that's my number two that river walk man if y'all if y'all never been there if you come to chicago or people in chicago haven't been there man check it out man it's it's it's, it's a good sight to see especially in the, in the summertime yeah, and I even like just how you positioned it, just how you went there before it got all developed. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know how Chicago does with stuff. <laughs> but, you know, you remember it when it was simple and it was just like more probably meaningful to you, to you then before the corporate shit came in. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, yeah. uh, Novak? My number two is Nevermore Park. And it's the Nevermore Park. If, if you're not familiar with uh, – if, if you're not familiar with Flyboy and Fly Girl. Um, you know, pretty much what they are, they're a staple of Chicago art. You know, the, the founder of that, the founder of that art movement is Hebrew Brantley. Uh, Hebrew went to uh, Dilso High School. Uh, you know, we're, you know, as you know, we were all part of the Kavik High School uh, uh, fraternity out there. So he went to, he went to Dilso and in high school, he started drawing artwork. He started drawing images of uh, a character named Flyboy. Flyboy basically represents like this kid who grew up pretty much on the south side of Chicago. And, you know, you know, growing up in Chicago, you know, you see a lot of different things. It's like, you know, you see the train cars, you see the different neighborhoods, you see a lot of, uh, you know, graffiti, you see a lot of artwork. And with Flyboy, he's a celebration of that kid who basically grew up in the city of Chicago, you know, especially the south side of Chicago. And he grew up, you know, he went through a different diversity. He got, you know, he got stronger. He became sort of a superhero. He became sort of like the prototype for what it's like to be that kid growing up in a tough urban environment. And Hebrew uh, created them, and he also created Fly Girl. Uh, Fly, you know, Fly Girl pretty much is little mama. So in that situation, what goes on is like, you know, you know, Fly Boy basically is like the, you know, what he is pretty much is he is, he represents, he represents who we are as African-American children and how we grew up in these, uh, how we grew up in Chicago. And the little mama represents more of like, you know, the female population and how they grew up in Chicago. And, you know, it, you know, in, Never, in Nevermore Park, it pretty much what it is, it's a celebration of like African-American culture. It's how we see it growing up in Chicago. It's everything from being in a, a Pullman train car, which basically, you know, Pullman trains were like, uh, there were big, there was a big train, uh, there was a big train company, you know, before our time, you know, at our time on this earth, but it was a celebrated train line where African-American men were this, uh, you know, you know, work those train cars. You know, we we serve people, and basically they went from Chicago to other different parts of the country. So he took a Pullman train car and he cuts it in half, and he basically creates this art exhibit, this world pretty much of like what it was like during that time period. He throws Flyboy and Little Mom into that situation, so the art is is incredible. I mean, it, you know, it's like it's like neo it's it's, it's like neo art style with urban art style meets meets in the crossroads. And then also he created like 
other areas of African-American culture where, like, you know, you got jet magazines and bathrooms. It was, you know, we all grew up with the Jet Beauty of the Week and stuff like that. You had these different magazines around your house, your Essence magazines. You know, we had those magazines in our homes growing up because it showed us success for African-Americans. And it showed us yes, that sir. we're much more than just, um, you know, people that work for people at this point. You know, it showed our talk, celebrities. Talk to them. So, okay, Novak. So Slow down, boy. <laughs> yeah, so what Nevermore does is he shows that side of African-American life, Hebrew Brantley in that situation. He shows, like, how Flyboy and Lil Mama pretty much moving, you know, moving that world. And it gives kids who visit their ideal that, you know, you can create your own universe, you know, anywhere. And this, you know, it's located at 949 116th Street in Chicago. That's in Pilsen. And, you know, it's a building. It's a normal building from outside. And you get in there, you get to see all these fantastic environments. There's, there's a crashed rocket ship in there, which um, which goes back to, like, you, know, you guys remember we were growing up, we had the whole uh, space shuttle explosion, the Challenger explosion. Yeah. So he has a crash, yeah. he has a crash rocket ship in there. And he creates this whole scene about, you know, like, he turned something horrible into something fantastic by showing that rocket ship. He animated it. You got Flyboy inside that whole situation trying to, like, you know, turn something negative into something positive. It's a pretty cool thing. And then also, he's got an area where he's got venture stereo equipment in there. Then it's playing, like, you know, it's playing songs there in Chicago. Like, you might hear some Kanye West. You might hear some Common in there. So it's got this theme, pretty much. It's everything in Chicago that's going on in there. And Hebrew Brandon was also featured during All-Star Game celebrations as well. You know, he was one of those people when they showed, like, the map of Chicago. He's at that table with Jordan and everybody, and everybody who made Chicago what they are. His, his contribution to Chicago is the fact that He's animating. And he's making. He's making. He's making areas which were people thought were you know depreciated and not dilapidated into fantastic areas to go visit. I think that people like this can actually turn the city into something much more impressive at this point because you know I'm not art. I'm not. A, I'm not an artsy guy. I can't draw, but to see somebody create something like that and make it look nice and take something that somebody would have disregarded as trash and turn it into something impressive is awesome. So, I mean, I think everybody should take a look at Nevermore Park. Uh, I think you know, right now, I think it's been closed now due to the pandemic. But once it reopens, just to see that art world, just to see the Ebony Jet magazines, to see the, the different exhibits, to, to hear the music, the culture, what it, what it means to grow up in Chicago, you know, from an you know, African-American perspective, it's pretty nice. You know, it's a really nice world to visit. About 28 bucks a person to get in there. All the proceeds go to charity, I believe, in that situation. And it's a really cool place to visit. Yeah, Novak, that's a good one. I actually went there. The uh, the whole kind of uh, vibe and experience there, it lasts probably about an hour, hour and a mm -hmm. half. But uh, it's really interactive. Like, you can right. go there. You can pick things up. You know, you mm -hmm. can wear it, photograph stuff. And the staff was really cool. So, no, that's a good one. Audience, mm -hmm. definitely check that one out. Uh, uh, Jules, you, you've been to that one? Yeah. No, I haven't been. I was sitting up here like, wow, that's another spot I'm going to go to, man. I, I really like we did this episode, this, uh, this episode here, man, because, man. Y'all put me on something nice here. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, Prez, you probably remember that like, the shirt I was wearing. That was a Flyboy shirt. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, I support the cause in that situation. I think it's very important to support our local art artists. You know, if you, you know, you see artwork or even make your own shirts. You know, I think a lot of the times we get so caught up in in these labels where we can create our own labels, and I think that's what I'm really impressed by Hebrew is that he created a label, he created a brand, which we're trying to do with this podcast. And it took off. And that's what people need to do more of. That's right. Take control of your own destiny, right? Right. What's up, man? Novak, that's a good one, brother. 
Um, my number two, um, I went with the Blackstone Hotel. I'm sure you guys remember that. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Uh, 636 uh, South Michigan Avenue. It recently opened back up. Uh, it's on the corner of Michigan and Balboa. Um, this is actually my favorite hotel in Chicago. Um, I just like the vibe there. It's like inspired by the 60s, um, just really chill. And at nighttime, the lobby of the Blackstone turns into like a nice little uh, hotspot, right? So, you know, locals go there to stop by to hang out and have drinks. And then on Wednesdays and Fridays, they do like little live jazz. And so that's kind of like my vibe as I, you know, evolve into the, the back nine of life. You know, I like the little chill atmospheres, you know. I don't want to have to be in an atmosphere where I have to worry about clutching a gun and shit. Like, so I like to be somewhere where I can, you know, halfway feel like I'm, you know, I got a good, you know, got a good chance of getting out of there at the end of, at the end of the night. So it's a really good spot, real fun, real chill. Um, also, it's not like your typical bar and club experience. So you know, you get to hang out in a great, you know, local space, get the kick back, and you know, like Novak mentioned, you know, about the the water tower, you get some really good people watching in, in this spot. But it's just right in the heart of everything. So that's my number two, Blackstone Hotel. Man, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Especially live jazz and stuff like that. That's 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 real nice. That's that like grown up stuff there, Press. Man, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, that's that that. Grown up stuff. Man, pulling back the curtain podcast, man, we we level up. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, man. I mean, you ain't you ain't trying to go you ain't trying to go to Harold's in eighty seven, huh? They don't know. <laughs> No, we, we 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 don't we don't go to the fifty yard line no more. Oh man! Oh, Ooh, oh man! Shots fired. <laughs> man, you ain't in uh you ain't in secrets. No, I ain't that secrets. No, nah, right, I, right. I don't go. I don't go to Darren's no more. We 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 don't do that. No, <laughs> oh, no. I, I I love living. <laughs> no, you you love living. Huh? I do too. You ain't out in Roseland. <laughs> you don't chill. No, Mm-mm. no, sir. What uh? What you guys got for the number one? I'm, I'm right. curious to hear what y'all got. All right, so I'm, yeah, let me go ahead and kick it off, man. You guys got some good ones from y'all too, to, uh, for the uh two and stuff. Oh, uh, five to two. I'm sorry. Um, my number one. I don't know if anybody can top it, but Turkey it cheese. is. Oh man, you know what? Is, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Oh, oh you went blank. What's going on, man? He's like, damn it. He's like, damn it. So mine is the uh, Osaka Japanese Garden. Okay. Now okay. Right. this this Japanese Garden is is located inside Jackson Park over there on the west side of the Museum of Science and Industry. Man, a partner of mine introduced me to it years ago. Uh, didn't know it was hidden. You know, you go into the museum and stuff. He said, "Man, let's slide around back. There's a little trail, a walking trail," and when you when you walk and you see, you think you're in little uh little little Japan, Okinawa or something like that. You walk in, they got different types of sculptures, uh, uh Japanese sculptures. They got bridges. They got they even got this dojo. As as anybody who loved the arts or love or appreciate the arts and stuff like that, uh, you will definitely love this place. It's like you being in a in a in a Chinese dungeon uh, uh dojo where you learn it from the master himself master it man or somebody you know what i'm saying so it's a it's just a good serene spot to go take your loved one or by yourself um family and stuff like that um i don't know if i know get, getting up in in age and stuff like that some people tend to forget about people but i know you guys remember yoko ono right 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, so she even had a, uh, 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 you know, she's the former wife, the ex-wife of uh, John Lennon, the ex-Beatle uh, 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 rock and rollist. And Legend. Legend, yes, yes, definitely. And she have a, uh, she got like a little sculpture out there. It's called, uh, uh, man, I had it. It's called the Skylanding. It's called the Skylanding, and it's out there and stuff like that. So. Man, it's just a good spot, man. If y'all haven't been there, go there. People who listen to outside of uh, Chicago, if you come here, man, check it out, man. You you definitely you definitely will, will enjoy it. Now, that's that's a good spot, man. And and for our listeners, uh, they have the Japanese cherry blooms that that come up in the spring over there. So I definitely yes. been there. Yeah. Yes, Prez, you know what's up, man. Man, dude, come on, man. Pulling back the curtain, listeners. Y'all wasn't ready for this episode, man. We grown over here. <laughs> What you got, Novak? That's a good uh, one. That's a good one, Jules. My yeah, mine's pretty much is uh, this one. This one right here is gonna be awesome. Um, this theater, this theater, this theater base is ninety nine. This theater base is almost uh, almost hundred years old. It's ninety nine years old this year. Uh, it was opened in nineteen twenty one. Opens a music venue. I want Chicago theater. And the reason, okay. the, the reason I say the Chicago Theater is like one of those places that everybody got to go to and experience an event there. It's just, it's just incredible. You know, the story of this place. I mean, for the last almost hundred years, you know, it's went through different eras. You know, it's seen the Great Depression. It's, uh, it's been around through the sixties. You know, it's one, uh, you know, it's just one, it's one of those places that a lot of great people have been there. You know, Ronald Reagan proposed to like one of his wives there. <laughs> you had, uh, you know, you had like a lot of, uh, you know, you had a lot of different artists there, like great shows, artists that, you know, passed away, you know, performed there. You go from B.B. King, you go to Prince, you know, the, the purple one was there. You know, uh, he did shows there. You had Aretha Franklin. Uh, it's just, it's just one of those places. I mean, a lot of, a lot of times just walking by it on the street and just seeing that, that marquee lit up, you know, when you know, you're in Chicago, it's almost like how you're in New York city and you're in Times Square you know, you know, your Times Square, we're looking up at those giant billboards, you know, in that situation. But this place is pretty much like, it's our icon. It's that place that you see from outside. I remember a few years ago, we had the McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest in there. They put a basketball court on the stage and let guys dunk. I was like, this is incredible. I went in there to see it. And I was blown away the fact that they took a place that, you know, concerts were held at and turned it into a basketball venue. I mean... Nice. You know, the only the only thing that's really interesting about the fact that the Madison Square Garden, um, you know, Madison Square Garden Company bought rights to the to the Chicago Theater in 2007, and you know, MSG. I like MSG to a certain point, but I just felt like it would have been so much nicer if a group from here had purchased it, opposed to having it owned oh, by yeah. the MSG Network. You know, who owns the Knicks? You know, they do a lot. You know, they got I guess they got some ownership in the Yankees as well, if I'm not mistaken at this mm. point but you know it's interesting this theater you know just seeing the names of just legendary people in that marquee for years growing up here you know driving by seeing it walking by seeing like you know so-and-so's here in concert that night i mean the the audio sound in there is is okay you know the you know like the ballroom in there is beautiful everything's been re everything everything is kept up it's, it's been uh preserved from the, the natural look of what it like originally opened in 1921 you know, it, it smells nice. It looks nice. There's been a lot of money keeping it, putting in, keeping that place up over the years. Uh, I think that you know, my fondest, my fondest memory there probably is seeing Prince there. 
you know, um, at the Chicago Theater. I'm not a huge, I wasn't a huge Prince fan. I know, not like Jules, you know, I didn't. That's, he's know, the biggest Prince fan ever. I know, you know, I didn't have the shirts and stuff like Jules did. You know, I didn't. Oh, man. Oh, man, you bastard, dude. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Be true, man. Yeah, man. Be live true. your Live your truth, man. Live your truth, man. It's okay. And then, you know. He's, he's, he's taking swims in Lake Minnetonka. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> he came up yes. talking about what's going on, fellas. Naked. You know, one of the things that's impressive about the theater, there's a wordlesser pipe organ in there. And that, you know, you know those um, those organs pretty much are legendary. You know, the wordlesser, they're legendary because there's only so many of those in the world. And it's one of those in Chicago theater. And like, you know, that organ, that organ right there, basically, some people say it might be one of the best ones out there. It was put in in 1921. Uh, it's like, you know, I think it's, you know, that, you know, it's got incredible sound. I don't think they use it much lately, but and they, and they tuned it up. You can hear it when you're walking down uh, State Street in Chicago. You can hear them playing the organ. The first time I heard it, I thought like it was the garbage. I thought it was garbage collection or something like that going on. I thought it was a garbage truck, but that was the organ <laughs> pretty much that was mm. blasting through the uh, blasting through downtown Chicago. But, I, you know, I would say like, it's just an impressive place. I mean, you can go there and take a tour. You can see all the details of the tour. You can see the murals on the ceiling. I mean, it's very Sixteen Chapel like when you look up at the ceiling of the Chicago Theater. So it's uh, it's it's definitely a great place. It's a great staple of what we, you know, a great staple of what the community is like in downtown Chicago. It's good to see. I mean, this thing goes back to the Marshall Fields era. I mean, that's how that's how old it mm. is. So wow. it's something definitely to check out. No, it's de it's definitely iconic. That's definitely for sure. No, no, no way. I have a couple questions. When you talk about when they put that basketball rim on, um, basketball hoop on the stage, what kind of dunk did you do when you went up there? Oh, man, I didn't do no dunk. I was watching that day, man. You know, it was. Oh, he's watching. Okay. I was watching, man. I mean, I only had half court in that. Okay. Point, you know, because I remember, yeah. man, you, man, you had some amazing ups, man. Yeah, he did, man. But shit, that's that's a long time ago, though. Yeah. Damn. That is true, and, man. If you're jumping like that now, my knees probably been repaired fourteen times. But <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, hard on the another, body. Then another thing, when you left from seeing Prince, what, did he make you a believer? No, I mean, I didn't believe like he was. <laughs> you know, man. Yeah, if he did diamonds and pearls, man. I couldn't look at him directly. Okay, all right. I feel like he was trying to mesmerize people in the audience, man. There were, there were grown men screaming. And I was like, what is this going on around me? Hey, that's that, that's that revolution, man. Man, he said you want to have a boy or a girl, man. I heard some man, some guy next to me scream, so I want both. I'm like, what wow. <laughs> It's just like, I'm like, you can't get pregnant by Prince. He looked at me like he could. What's his initials, DJ? No, no. <laughs> I'm just playing. He's oh, he looked like, he like Monster, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all play too much. Oh, that was just a legendary date, man. When he started, he did Diamonds and Pearls, and he did, he don't, he did your uh, 1999 uh, Jules, and I was just like, wow. I thought about you the whole time. I just imagine you just standing there smiling, <laughs> you know, the fishnet shirt on, just smiling, singing all the songs. With his, with his two chains on. Two chains, double chain. <laughs> Is that double chain? 
<laughs> oh man. See you see you see you pointing that prince and prince pointing back to you. I was like, oh, my God. oh come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, he going, he going. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid man. Hey, man. Say we pointing at each other. Pointing at each other, man. That's Jules, man. That's Prince. The artist. Oh, dog. Real recognizes real. I know. <laughs> oh, you see Mickey Free in the side over there talking about guys. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, yeah, he, man, he had on, he had on leather, man. It was ninety degrees that night. I was like, wow, he did mm. not sweat. I'm like, either he was in the best shape of his life, or that was not really leather. Oh, that was his skin being painted purple. <laughs> Might have been. That's funny, man. Well, you're a fool, man. Yeah, he, he sure is. Prince, Prince, man, what's what's yours, dude? Yeah, my my number one's not touching Prince and all of what Novak was just talking about. <laughs> but uh, my number one is uh, the McCormick uh, Bridge House Museum. So, uh, yeah, so Jules, you talked about that river rock, and that's why I was asking you, I was like, what part? Because I was like, man, I hope you don't steal my thunder. But uh, Uh-oh, okay. You, you probably, yeah, man, but you, you probably peeped this place because a lot of people, you'll probably pass it by because um, it's like real small, unassuming. Because uh, I know I did for like many years until I like stumbled across it one day. But it's uh it's one of Chicago's, I think, one of their hidden gems. Um, and I'm glad that I found it. Um, so it basically has a lot of information on the different bridges and iconic bridges here in Chicago. Um, and it just basically gives you an example of just that footprint. So as uh, Jules mentioned, that area over there used to be pretty undeveloped. And then, you know, mm-hmm. now we see where they've built up on the area. But this museum kind of preserves more of the historical aspect of things and how they were, you know, before things got maybe a little corporate. Um, the prices aren't even that expensive to go to the gym. Um, and it, it actually fits inside of like an old boathouse tower. Uh, so basically you get, you get to look directly across the river. So for our listeners and anybody that either lives here or is close to the area or people that are traveling to come here, this is like a great place to just come and it celebrates the Chicago River and just basically our world famous movable bridges. Um, the one thing too that I really like about it is uh, once you get up to the top of the bridge house, you get to see like a 360 uh, view of the city and the river. So it just kind of gives you like just that full on uh, perspective of Chicago and man, it just is really great. You know, for all the, the negative that people have to say about this city, it's a great city and Sometimes, man, when you when you do these things that are just more simple, it just kind of reminds you of how great this place is and how fortunate we are to live here. But that was my number one. Mm, that's impressive. Yeah, that's a good one. I you know what? Yeah, you're right. I haven't I haven't checked it out, but I am too. I am going to. My man, yeah, just check it out, man. Go go up to the top of that thing, man. You'll look out there because I know you like to you like to do the sentimental stuff, man. It'll it'll be real good. <laughs> be real oh, smooth. Yeah. Well, listen to Prince. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, oh, he, man. Yeah, he been he been he been going. <laughs> man, playing little red Corvette, right? Man, hey, you know what? Uh, Novak, you know a lot of songs now. Hey, sure? hey, he, 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 he does. He, you got some. You got some Prince Final over there, Novak. No, I get no. Uh, well, yes, maybe. you do. Well, yes, maybe. you do. <laughs> he said maybe. <laughs> maybe I ain't got the leather on the walls like Jules over there with the posters. <laughs> <laughs> Set the leather you know on the wall. Posters, you know, hey, you know how much them posters go for? Not how much? I, 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 you don't know. No, I, no. I thought you had one for real with an autograph on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> to, to oh Jules. man, I wish, dude. Man, I wish. Man, oh, I man. wish. It'd be nice. 
So if anybody out there has one, man, let me know how much it costs, man. I'll pay it, man. Yeah, yeah Jules Big Money Grip. So he got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, dude, this, this episode was fun as hell, man. This was funny, man. And I hope our listeners, you know, definitely learned about some spots, whether you live here or you don't. You know, we wanted to come at this from a different angle. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Novak, going to hit him with that curtain call, brother. Our final segment here. One of the now this curtain call goes out to the best city in the world, Chicago. If you spend one day in Chicago, you'll easily see why we're proud of the city and why we have so many fond memories. There is no city out there that can match our skyline or can give you that view. I mean, you can see you can see our skyline from anywhere, any neighborhood in Chicago. If you it all faces toward downtown, uh, you know the view of the city is phenomenal. I mean. Just driving through the city on LSD or driving through, not on LSD, the drug, but Lakeshore Drive. Let me clear that up. <laughs> so just driving through the city, you know, you can see everything. I mean, even from the Eisenhower, you, you're driving right into downtown Chicago. It's an awesome view. Uh, you know, I know in episode nine, we spoke about not love Chicago pizza. Yeah, you know, we got the best pizza in the, in the world as well in the country. And then also, you know, we got the best skyline out there. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, one of the comments, one of the one of the comments from Common that came out a few years ago. If this city could, if this city would talk, it could tell the, the incredible stories. This city is a place where Shaka Khan and Cell, where Barry became Barack Obama, and where Michael Jordan won six rings. You know, it's just, man, you know, this this city, this city is so is so great in history. There are times when I want to leave the city, but at the same time, I mean, I think that. You know, it's incredible. I mean, we just had an all-star weekend where we put on one of the best shows in the world for, for the NBA and for the, for the country as a whole. And it's just phenomenal to be here and see it. I mean, we had an all-star game when we were children, but this one was more special to us because, you know, we're adults. We got a chance to actually enjoy the festivities and be here and see everything. It was just a beautiful time. And now I'm going to turn it over to Jules for the final thought. All right, no bag, man. Hey, listen. You're absolutely right. I, I'm going to piggyback off you. Chicago is where it's at. You come here, well, come in the summertime. But when you come here, you, <laughs> hey, you, you here. Shy. Yeah. Don't come in the winter now. Oh, now that you just like the cold. But when you come in the summer, look out. And, yeah. uh, of course, not that hawk can get you. That hawk. <laughs> yeah, that hawk. Yeah, it'll make you turn around and go back to where you, where you came from. All right. Mm-hmm. So, final thought, man. In this episode, we talked about the – the, the best non-touristy spots in Chicago. You know, these spots right here we select were places we've been to, you know, either by ourselves or with family, friends, loved ones. And we capture this beauty and all of these places uh, we observe, we study, we smile, we laugh, we eat, we have fun, and we take pictures. I love it nowadays with your phones, you know, you take a picture and then years later, it reminds you of that that date and time where you took that picture and it bring back good memories and happy thoughts and stuff like that. Not unless you take some bad pictures. I don't, I don't know. So, <laughs> the, <laughs> so, <laughs> or picture you're not supposed to be taking. <laughs> hey, that's a different pod. So I want to mention what I, I, I mentioned this guy earlier in the pod. I mentioned John Lennon. He actually had a quote on, on happiness. Cause that's what, with all this, these sights and stuff bring us, bring us, bring us happiness and joy and, and just, and just letting go and just living life. So John Lennon said his mother at five years old, his mother always taught him that happiness is the key, key to life. When he went to school, teachers and classmates asked him, 
what do you want to be when you grow up? And he wrote down, he just wanted to be happy. They told him, they, they told him that he didn't understand the assignment. And he said in response that, no, you don't understand life. So people understand your assignment and your purpose in life and find that happiness. Thank you for listening, Press. Jules, thanks for that. Novak, uh, it was a great curtain call. Uh, man, this episode was really good and it was near and dear to me. So our listeners, we definitely hope that you check out some of these spots. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee has to be unique and high quality from bean to cup. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com and use special pulling back the curtain discount code Ballers Coffee to receive a 25% discount off your order. You can find the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. As always, we appreciate your support. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace. They will overcome. The devil is using you, confusing you. 